You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Black Box After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Black Box After Show. Good evening and welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host tonight, Mindy Thomas, and we've got an amazing show. But before the mu- before the oh, show, yeah. I think we've got some music to listen to. Do you guys recognize that? Uh-huh. I'm feeling it. And after the show tonight, I'm <laughs> totally really? feeling I think I'm already hallucinating as we're listening. <laughs> Woo! Coming off the shrooms there, Some, something big time. <laughs> All right, well, you're watching the after show for the fifth episode of ABC's Black Box tonight called Jerusalem. And starting on the left, I would like for my co-hosts that are totally awesome sitting next to me here, would like I would like for them to introduce themselves. Hey, everyone. It's Teresa. Happy little Friday. Tomorrow's a holiday, so I'm super excited. Well, it's almost the holiday. Well, almost. Well, we have tomorrow off, so <laughs> yes, it feels like big start weekend of a coming. And hey, everyone, I'm Jade Howard. Hi, Jade. Hey, guys. Any other thoughts tonight? How you oh, doing? Great. How are you doing? I love that green on you. Thanks, Jade. You guys are so beautiful. I know. It's like boring. Reminded me of Jade. And a special mm-hmm. shout out to Phil. We just think you're awesome. And we love you. Thanks, Thank you, Phil. Guys. Thanks for working so hard back there. Your professionalism and your endurance. We're, we're just feeling the love from you as well. So let's get right on into it. Uh, this show was was out of this world. Uh, there was <laughs> definitely a trip to the Holy City that was made by one of the men, Mr. Myers. And I think that uh, that's where we're going to start off tonight because he was walking down the hallway and we didn't know all this. And then all of a sudden he was appearing in that 500 count uh, king size sheet. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. Yeah, he was all wrapped up. It looked like it was either a toga party or something. But uh, then he was speaking shalom and blessings. And so he was coming out with some Hebrew. I mean, I'm talking big time. So then he um, got on his computer and into his bank account and gives away $12 million. And that's where we knew something else was actually going on. Because, of course, if you go to the Holy City, uh, whether you're Christian, Jewish, or Muslim, you can have an experience, and that's totally fine. But this was way beyond that. This was overboard. And not to mention it was funny because his wife noticed that something was wrong when he gave away their house. Their penthouse, their New York penthouse, and he just gave it to the housekeeper. That was another little clue there. I think that was what set her off. Next thing you know, she's thinking, we're going to the hospital and you're getting checked out. You take the nest egg, it's one thing. You take the nest, brother, you're going to see the psychiatrist. I mean, we're going to the neuroscience. It was actually a pretty comedic performance by him. Yeah, it was great. He was great. I really liked it. Yeah, Mr. Myers, Jacob, actually, even sort of a spiritual name, because in the Old Testament, you know, his name was changed to Israel. And so there's there's 
Oh, uh, we did yeah. it. We need the more you know music right there. Yeah, that's 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 our little special fact of the night. <laughs> Fun fact. All right, Teresa. So, what are your thoughts hot off the press here, coming out talking about you know? I just think this whole episode was just about a spiritual experience. It kind of tackled tough subjects, you know, death, religion, drugs, and um, it was definitely a trip to watch. Um, But I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I think I wanted to to see a little bit more of the big men black relationship develop. We saw some flirtation. Um, But overall, I thought the patient of the week stories were, were really interesting. And Jade, how, what are your thoughts after just seeing it? I agree 110% with what Teresa said, but I also really loved uh, Dr. Arthur when he came back into the, the completed his storyline. That was wonderful. He was diagnosed. Yeah. He had a brain tumor and he had to leave. And so he com- him coming back and really watching his story close as tragic and sad as it was, I actually was very emotional. <laughs> it really made me teary-eyed. And I love that they were able to take it there and still bring a happiness to it, you know, because so many people lose family members to cancer or loved ones. And to see that type of story unfold, to see him go and to be into a better place, knowing that he was like at peace with everything, I think it was a great way to close out his storyline. Yes. And I did enjoy how Dr. Catherine Black is discovering more about Dr. Bickman Mm -hmm. and how he has somewhat of a generous side. So overall, I would say I I like those touches, even though it wasn't sort of a direct storyline tonight. It's building up so that, you know, Mm -hmm. the next episode or next two episodes we're going to see something right well i want to dive right in back into the jerusalem syndrome is actually what they call it and it's a real uh mental phenomenon if you will that suffers that they visited places like the holy city um they can actually come back and it can trigger something in their brain well that's what they were thinking this was so they're looking at the bmat2 and they said that can be an inherited gene that you can actually believe in god because of your inheritance so that was kind of interesting yeah that that was really interesting because you know there's so much scientifically like a lot of things are scientifically accurate on the show so you actually are really getting to learn things that you would never have thought existed i totally love that because it's not just like a a, a spiritual experience but then they were saying physiologically it manifests Mm -hmm, it's like wow so uh, it's amazing, you know, the, the the brain and the things that we're discovering, like you're saying, they're sort of educating us along as we go. And so I'm totally enjoying that. Um, it's just crazy to me that there's actually a syndrome called Jerusalem's syndrome and that, like, people will relinquish their possessions and, you know, will wear toga gear. <laughs> toga gear. gear. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but um, it's just, it's brand new to me. I've never heard anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he seemed like he was really deep into this and that because they had visited there, they thought, well, surely that triggered something in his brain. And and then uh, he he met the guy, Larry Jansen, I guess was his name, and, and uh, he liked lobster. And anyway, he's having these sort oh, of they unusual... went to the lobster truck. <laughs> that was so awesome. He's like, the lobster truck is here. I want to go get some lobster. And he's like, let's go because Larry was blind. Yes. So, so they go to the lobster truck. Right. They have them some lobster. And next thing you know, he's blessing Larry. And Larry can see again. And Larry's and believing he has received his sight that this miracle has happened. Well, the we do- learn that it's actually the steroid that it was in that was instance. Given. Although they're 
definitely are faith miracles, but in this particular instance, it was by the lobster truck. And so <laughs> I love that uh, it took place in New York City <laughs> in front of a lobster truck. Crazy things never happen in New York like no, that never. ever. Yeah, yeah, that was that was some pretty good twist there. And so you know, it was like Mr. Myers had been seen also washing the home uh, a homeless man's feet and just doing some things again. So so his um, experience that was happening inside of his brain was triggering this awareness of people, well, do they believe in God? And so they did take on religion this week. And I was really paying attention to some of the the finite ways that they were um, diving into that. And I thought what was so interesting about that is it was faith meets science. Mm. Yes. And you, it was, even though they weren't real doctors discussing it, it's just, it was interesting to see, hear it. It was written from a scientific perspective. And a lot of them didn't really believe when they were all talking, you know, right? Yes, except it, for Doctor Block, it totally led to sort of a behind the scenes discussion for with the doctors. Um, yes, and they were they were wondering um, if each other had faith in God, mm-hmm. and then she uh, she actually opens up and says, "You know, I wish that I could have this experience, this mm-hmm. sort of spiritual ecstasy that I hear about." And she was um, just hoping that she could sort of get out of her brain to have that. Mm-hmm. And then the storyline sure progresses. She right. drinks uh, the hot oh. chocolate that oh, Will's no. known to make. Oh, oh that was no. a great, that was such a great small storyline that we really enjoyed okay. following. It was like the comedic relief. Now, I was thinking <laughs> it was some kind of coffee with a cinnamon twist because he was a chef and there was just enough of a dash in there. I but just, hot chocolate it could be. Maybe, yeah. I don't I know think, what exactly he was. He was making but. her hot chocolate before and so she was just digging this cho- hot chocolate. So he was making it for her again, but he ran out of the cinnamon, cinnamon. this time. But it was just funny. He what made him oh, think that okay. she would have cinnamon in her bag? And in a little package <laughs> and a, like that. a little package. I mean, I've gone to Sprouts before, which is a grocery store in L.A. You can, like, get your spice by the pound, which I think is the coolest thing ever. But I don't know how he saw that and thought it was cinnamon. Don't and you knowing smell that your she's spices? A, she's a neurologist. Of course she's going to have some meds and Yeah, no, she's going to have cinnamon in her bag because <laughs> she's a neurologist. That's what neurologists carry. They carry cinnamon in their bags. So this leads to them having this sort of... Um, Shroom Fest, although neither one of them know they're having that going on. <laughs> there's no, I could only imagine there's no worse experience than not knowing that you're high off of shrooms. Oh, yeah. And so he opens the refrigerator and he's like, there's a zoo in my refrigerator. He yeah, sees a like, bunny, like, a, a monkey, and then a sheep. It was the cutest little sheep. It was like, bah. <laughs> and again, I like that we get to see what they see. I think that's like one of the coolest parts of the show. Yeah, because it was innocent. It wasn't like it was werewolves or something scary. So we got to see he's got this tender side. That's the way I kind of viewed it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's true. He sees bunnies and sheep and cute little monkeys. Everything was so cute right. in that fridge. It was so cute. I do really liked uh, how they incorporated that into Arthur's storyline. You know, he took... He took the hallucinogenic drugs and mm-hmm. uh, he sees um, he's out in this field and he opens the door and he sees his mother. What I also love so much about that storyline, like you were saying, is that he was he when they found out that the cancer had spread, that it moved to his it, mis- it moved liver. to his liver, right. which was just so sad to hear and. I love that he said anything, anything, because at first he was eligible to go onto a free, onto a trial 
to try and help extend his life by two years. But you have to be in good health usually to get into these trials. And so because of the cancer spreading, he wasn't he was no longer eligible for it. And so he was just begging them, there's gotta be something, something you can do. And I love how Dr. Black's compassion just chimed in right there. And then she says, Oh, I know somebody that's doing a, a study on the on shrooms to help you become ready and prepared for death so you're no longer fearing it because he patched up his relationship right. with his son and his spending time with his grandson and he's just so happy he just really wanted to extend that so he really feared death right because in a prior episode he was actually wanting to out himself he mm. did not want to continue to go on because there wasn't a strange yes. relationship between he and his son however this uh, sort of had mended and then now uh, we got to pick up that storyline like you had said earlier and it was uh, Teresa and then it's so, great to see him fight for it yeah whereas before you know he was ready to give up on life on hope total hope yeah. that's why it was so great that they thank you ABC for extending that storyline because <laughs> it was such a good way to see that character through it really was. And so here he's fighting for his life, and we're all hoping for the best. He has a nosebleed, and it looks like it's from a reaction to the radiation. To chemo. To chemo. Mm -hmm. And so then we're kind of on a roller coaster thinking that this other medicine could work. Um, however, it's, it's just... He's coming to the end, and so he ends up having this hallucination as well. Um, like you say, he, his mother, his brother, and and that was very um, sort of sort of surreal. I still feel like I'm hallucinating now in a way. It was like it was his purgatory <laughs> almost. You know, he was getting ready, like he was in the middle, and it was great to see him. He experienced what he was going, to, what he felt like he was going to see when he was on the shrooms when he passed away, like what he was going to experience. And then he no longer feared it. And then it goes on again. And then he goes in, he wants to take his son with him. And his brother says, no, he'll be okay. And then he walks out. And I just thought it was a, It's great a to see the, the drugs actually do what they were meant to do. And these weren't actually shrooms. It was a medically approved uh, right. sort of similarity. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It was kind of like shrooms. <laughs> it was kind of, it was, it was, it was like a powder... It's, it was called psilocybin, psilocybin, something it's, along those lines. It's designed to help patients like him be able to cope with death easier yeah. and be able to embrace it. And I think it did exactly uh, that, you know, it calmed him down and made him ready to open that door and say, yes, I'm ready to leave Jackson and go and this was know. an incredibly uh, courageous storyline to take. Yeah, that's on. a tough one to tackle. Definitely, it truly is, and I thought it was done well because they were distinguishing between that the brain can have these comforting thoughts and this type of thing, and yet at the same time there can be an overall calming effect. But but yeah, it was it was again it was uh, it it paralleled beautifully with the other storyline of the man that was having the the religious um, experiences, of, so <laughs> to speak. However, it came around that Jacob was not actually having the Jerusalem syndrome. Nope. After all of that, uh, then... they were seizures. Right. I know. And they didn't even realize that until, you know, they were telling him, actually, he's, you know, normal. He just had this religious experience and, you know, there's nothing we can really give to him. And his wife is freaking out in the oh. corner saying, his wife was like, no, 
we're going to figure out what's wrong with my husband because I don't have a home to go to. We have no money. Mm. I'm homeless and I cannot buy groceries. We're going to figure this out. Well, and then he has the seizure because she's like, snap out of it. And I love the way that Dr. <laughs> Bigman, he totally reacts. He's like, aren't faith healers uh, frowned upon in Judaism? I know. You wanted to go, boom, boom, ching. That was hilarious. This thing was great with the one-liners this yeah. episode. Yes, big- you and your big men. I know. I got to give a shout out to him every episode. <laughs> but, he, but he said something that was very sort of prideful in regard to believing in God, sort of kind of putting off an air. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, God definitely. Or he said, he's I like, am I'm, God. No, he's like, I'm a brain surgeon. I am a God. I but am yeah, God. Even though he's putting that out there, then uh, later on we're discovering that he's got a lot more generosity and Dr. Black and he kind of have an exchange toward the end of the show where she goes back in his office and and really he was he was doing some other generous act uh, toward the end of the show and right. she was sort of discovering something hey, about her shelter in Haiti exactly that's how he met Tracy. there's more than meets the eye to you is what and, she's really saying and they hinted at that a couple episodes ago when he did the tracheotomy and then had to do the brain surgery and then they like they were testing him to see if he was a sociopath yeah, to so see if he, he was a sociopath this tough guy dexterior mm-hmm. but we're like oh that's you know not what really I, want, I want to see him like in an insecure moment he's super confident yes. all the time and we haven't mm-hmm. seen you know uh, the vulnerable side of him yet okay right it's like dear dr bickman please show me your teddy bear side <laughs> yeah thank you i want to see that <laughs> And we didn't really see a whole lot of Will tonight. Uh, the chef uh, with the cinnamon, of course, that mm. was very interesting. And but... I have a problem with not seeing enough of Will. Yeah. You guys right. got a lot of Bickman this Will. time around. You guys are team Bickman. And last week we team got Will. to see him dancing. And, you know, this week yeah. we, didn't, we didn't get you know, any dance Will love. He just made hot cocoa and got high <laughs> off some shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Will did this episode. All right. And then there was also Ali Wong's character that she was uh, into the yes. plumber and takes him back into a special room. And I'm thinking that because she used sort of the electronic opening with these doors that there, and there was a bed inside. And, and Titanic music. Titanic their Titanic music and the Baroque paintings. Yes, and the Baroque <laughs> paintings. Not leave out the Baroque paintings. Because at first you're like, there's a hammock, so you're thinking, what are you guys going to do on this hammock? Like that looks like that could be very dangerous. And then she opens up, and the door is open, and it's like that her lair. I was kind of disappointed because all it took was a cronut. Yes, a cronut, and Come she on, didn't Lena. even eat the whole cronut. She only had a bite. <laughs> And then she was like, come to my lair. I'm going to need for her to just, you know, hold out a little bit longer and than that. And they haven't known each other for all that long. No. Okay. But then at the end of the episode, the end of the episode she's kind of pulling back right, right. And he wants to take her forward. on a proper date take her out to dinner oh, and, she's, and she's been trying to to get out of it and and not really move the relationship to that point and so he says well i'm going to show up in the elevator at this time and if you don't meet me then i won't come back again and i'm thinking so this guy wants to take you on a proper date after you gave it up over a simple bite of a cronut and you don't know if you want to go on a date with this guy He's after you've been up. on ScienceNerd.com for mm. how long searching for the right guy. Right. I know, right? <laughs> and then here comes this nice plumber. And <laughs> he shows up. He's all dressed up. Not even he in the plumber. You brought know, flowers. And, I mean, totally bringing it. And then that's when she backs off. She's, She's super conflicted. Right. But Why? And so there's definitely a deeper story there. A deeper story going on. A bad relationship in the past, and 
is afraid to to start something. Yeah, new. that's totally mm-hmm. going to come out because she was really sheltered and she wasn't really seeing a lot of guys. It was, you know, on the internet is a certain kind of relationship, but when you're face to face, which is sort of becoming a lost art in our culture, I think, mm-hmm. but the face to face is really Agreed. where it's at where you're getting to know someone and she's just not putting herself out there. So I thought it all kind of progressed really fast at, at the cube when they sort of happenstance and met like that. Yep. Yeah. I still don't understand if New York is anything like LA, good guys are really hard to come by. So he's a good catch. He was a good catch. And he understood and was so compassionate to her. I'm just saying I feel like most guys here would be like, okay, like, so when are you easy. paying? When are you taking me out to dinner? Wait, they what? would like the setup no. that she's she's got going on right now yes. and wouldn't want to exactly have that. Date. She needs to move to LA. <laughs> she needs to relocate to the Cube headquarters in Santa Monica, California. I don't know if that really exists. I'm making that up, <laughs> having a mini rant, but <laughs> but we love that state of the art medical <laughs> yeah. facility. That whole thing is very cool, a exactly. concept totally. And speaking of relationships, one relationship that was starting to head off tonight was uh, Miles and with Esme and oh. she didn't want to be seen by him at first it was a whole teenage sort of moment and then she and her biological mother although she does not know Catherine Black Dr. Catherine Black is her biological mother they trade coats and <laughs> Helmet Lang Helmet Lang I'm sorry you've got a cool on Esme oh, she yeah. gave you her Helmet Lang it was leather it was like a leather bomber jacket yeah. I like clothes, okay? And I love her wardrobe, <laughs> by the way. I think she's just on point and every can episode. I say when Kelly yes, Riley takes off her coat, like, she just, like, I want to take my coat off like <laughs> I know, that, I right? take my coat <laughs> off, I'm all, like, trying to get out of it. And I'm like, hey, can you pull this sleeve like, for me real quick? Rewind that. <laughs> so awesome. So Esme and Miles, their high school romance is starting to sort of kick off and she later has him over to her home mm-hmm. and then they are found in the same bedroom which I, I would think a lot of parents would not necessarily allow a teenage boy and girl in the same bedroom no. or home alone together but they were and then um josh the brother discovers them and you know she's prim and proper and she's like hey this is my friend from school we're just doing homework <laughs> he's like, and he's like i know weed smell of weed <laughs> They're calm as a whistle, like. <laughs> but did you see here. the way like they had all the windows open, hoping that he wouldn't catch on to it? So you just see this massive breeze going past yeah. the curtains, and you're thinking, okay, what are you guys up to? Because it's New York at night. I know it's cold out there. Yeah, yeah. It's winter. Why are your windows so wide open? So then open? Josh calls uh, Doctor Black, of mm-hmm. course, because he wants Doctor Black to have a talk with Esme. And what happens? <laughs> Well, no, she had the tea, she had the hot cocoa. It was cocoa. right after she had the hot cocoa, so the shrimp cocoa. She so she's looking at this brain scan super high. on the computer, and all these musical notes start kind of flying <laughs> yeah. out. And she's like, "Uh oh, this is not good." Yeah. <laughs> and so then Esme is is not really sure what's going well, on. Esme's pretty high too. Oh right, yeah. So yeah. they're both they're both just high as kites. And yeah. the reason why I paused was because I was just thinking about oh, how. No. Why didn't they have the mom talk to Reagan. her? Reagan, why didn't she talk to Esme? Why are they calling right, her I to have the talk? I thought she was supposed to be distancing herself. She's supposed to be banned. Right. So That's I thought that was point. that was why I paused because I'm thinking, wait, why is she the one talking to her? They should be handling it as the parents, not the cool aunt who's high. Yeah, that's a little bit <laughs> Excellent odd point. Where not- was Reagan tonight? 
Maybe she, she was not in the picture. Did she go on vacation? Was she out okay, of town Okay, so for we'll work? find out. Yeah, I need to yeah. know where Reagan was. So if anybody has an idea or saw something in the storyline we missed, please let us know. Because <laughs> so, I feel like we're missing something. Yeah, here. we're seeing some rebelliousness from, from Esme. She's got all this hope with this scholarship that she tried out for mm-hmm. um, with the piano recital. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there's, there's a big future that awaits. But uh-oh, she's starting to experiment with drugs. And... It- She's got a bad boy boyfriend. Yes. Who plays the guitar. Yeah, that's that's a not a red flag right there. I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, so is this going to sort of uncover some of the pain maybe that she's going through? Or is it just an experiment being a teenager? I feel like she's slowly showing signs or hints of yeah. Dr. Black. Right. And they're just very similar. Like You can't deny that that's her child. Right. You know, because if you think about it, she was, what, 16 when she got pregnant and she had a bad boy boyfriend who left her. And it just seems as though just small things. They're showing the parallel. Mm -hmm. They're preparing the plot. They're like, they're stirring up the pot to get it to thicken a little bit. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, my. Well, Jade, let me just ask you this. Uh, um, what was your overall feeling of tonight's episode? Uh, just, just sort of reflecting back. We're looking. Mm-hmm. We just watched it. Um, what, what are you thinking about the overall episode? Overall, I really liked the direction it's going in. I think it was a strong, strong episode, especially from like the last ones we've seen. I think they've all been strong, and it's showing consistency. Sometimes when you watch shows, there's just no consistency in it, and then you don't watch it anymore. And Teresa, yeah, did you find that these case studies were a little more interesting than prior weeks? Are you finding Yeah, I thought this episode is really unexpected, you know, like with a lot of medical dramas, it's very standard type of patient. Mm -hmm. And I think they took it to a different level by incorporating religion and, you know, special drugs, um, alternative drugs. So it was a really interesting take on it. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, it's a bold, bold of them to go in this direction. So I applaud them for that. Yeah. And, and Dr. Catherine Black, you know, just toward the end of the episode, uh, just, just overall, I love the way they tied that in at the end as well, where she has the spiritual experience mm-hmm. that she was hoping to have. And she goes into, uh, the sanctuary, the church, and looks up at the um, stained glass windows, and then Mary and her baby. Give her a thumbs up. Okay, right. <laughs> Mary and baby Jesus are chilling on the stained glass, and okay. then she turns at her, and she's like. <laughs> Which I felt that there was a parallel between her being the mother and then also thinking about Esme. Oh, uh, like, am I doing a good job? Am I am I doing right by Esme? That's a great observation. Ah, I like the way you're going Ooh. there. All I right. like that. I'm digging that thought process, Mindy. Ah, thank you very much. Well, I, I'm going to see what happens to me the next time I'm in a beautiful church <laughs> like that. I, I know. Was... Let me know if Mother Mary says something to you, too, because that'd be pretty. And this, <laughs> this is all shot in New York City, by the way. Oh, yeah, is in, it? Okay. In New York. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so um, I believe in the city as well. So uh, some of these locations are pretty, pretty great when they mm-hmm. stem out from the cube as well. Anyway, I always love any kind of beauty like that. So what did you guys think of the relationship between... Bickman, my favorite, and Black, this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they 
Yeah, they seem to be they seem to be really sort of uh, hitting it off more. I think it's progressing. Um, they're kind of leaving us on our tippy toes because we don't really know where she's at with Will right now. And we don't really know where she's at with Bickman right now. I really like the scene where she walks into the room where Bickman's, you know, putting on his shirt and she goes, where are you going off to? And he says, a date. And then he goes, that, does that make you tinge? And she says, no. no. And then he calls her a liar. Okay, so she's going to be, okay, let's, should we get into predictions then since we're talking about the love triangle? Or, or you want to talk about some news first? Let's do some news. All right, Jade, bring it on. Yeah. Let's do After Buzz TV News. Jade's got some news. <laughs> I'm going to keep dancing until I get to the... I feel like I should sing R-E-S-P-C-T. I know. I know right? I'm going to need for my dancer to not be the pointing finger up in the sky. <laughs> like, hey, guys. Okay, let's see. Let me put this finger away. What okay. you got? What you so got? So I was on Twitter. And on Twitter, Pride and Prejudice at P and P 2005 said, great episode tonight on Black Box ABC. It was informative, smart, funny, and sad. Then he does an emoji, thumbs up, and then hand clap. An hour went by fast, too, as usual. Hashtag Black Box. Yeah, it did go by really fast. I agree with that. Excellent point there. I did, too. What do you think about the pace? Yeah, no, it went by really quickly. But not in, like, a bad way, in a... Wait, no. Yeah, it was <laughs> over. E- it was easy to watch. I was sad to see that episode. And I mean, you knew it had a great ending, but I was mm-hmm. still sad that it was over. Um, let's see. S. Donnelly, at S. Donnelly underscore 77 says, fantastic episode. Hashtag black box. Gets better every week as Catherine's character is revealed like layers of an onion. Ooh. Absolutely I true. love that analogy. I thought that was a great one. Yeah, because you can, you can cry at every layer. Mm-hmm. Because when you stare at an onion, and okay, we really yeah, are great. learning more about <laughs> onion one hundred and one. You will cry. You will cry when you have an onion. <laughs> we really are learning more about Catherine and her, you know, way of diagnosing patients and seeing just how mm-hmm. great she is with them, and you know, looking for alternatives. And speaking of Catherine, uh, I would like to share a little news as well. Is that okay? Yeah. All okay. right. Okay. Great. Kelly Riley, of course, has a lovely British accent in real life. I heard her on an interview. She and Ditch Davy, and it's just beautiful. And then also in real life, she's been married for about two years. Oh, oh so, so she's married. taken. Somebody put a ring on it. Of course. She's, <laughs> she's got it all. I have another quote, too. Okay. From Pride and Prejudice again. Said, each door led to a different loved one from my life, Dr. Raynaud. And I thought oh. that was a great quote. Oh. One of my favorite quotes, you know, because he said, I didn't want to, I wanted to open more, but I wasn't ready yet. Oh. And it made him look forward to mm. death. Exactly. Because, because he did not, he waited to open that door. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So. I guess we need to start uh, talking about some of what we're thinking for the episodes. Is it prediction time? Prediction time. Let's roll on into it. Let's roll on into it. We've got other episodes. This is only episode five. So we've got other episodes that are going to be happening there. And I mean, we've got to get ready. we got to get ready. Let's bring it on. Let's bring it on. Well, I think Delilah is going to stir up some trouble. Um, she's been quiet, but I feel like she's going to be the secret weapon of the show that's just going to start getting things going. Ooh, I love secret weapon. That was good. That's going to happen. Um, and then Bickman and Black, they, that needs to happen soon because there's just so much buildup. And I think it's like every episode we're like, okay, what's going to happen? I think that 
once she's off her meds, which we still haven't seen yet, that's definitely going to happen. Right. And in the next or one of the next episodes, we'll probably see a funeral because this was one of the co-workers, uh, the doctor that was ill tonight that, that he had uh, made amends with his son. And so so we'll probably see them out of the cube sort of interacting more mm-hmm. um, in an intimate sort of funeral setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, could this lead to more of an exper- spiritual experience for Dr. Black? Right. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm, so my turn now? Jade, Jade. Hey, guys. Okay, so Amy Holden, who's the creator of Black Box, she tweeted, at this point, we don't know what Lena is hiding, but clearly she finds it hard to leave the cube. So my prediction is that Lena does not have a home (laughs) because Ah. why isn't she ever going back? Why does she she have that secret (gasps) bed that's all decked out? Maybe that is her home. The cube is her home, and maybe she is really attached to her work, and she does not see herself having... A life outside and truthfully, of the cube. Yes. I mean, you know, do you live to work or do you work to live? And doctors, a lot of times, you know, they're they're living to work. Mm. And there's not really, when is there time for a life? Except for Dr. Black. <laughs> she seems to find time. She's shopping at Helmet Lang. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> you just better go, Dr. Black. <laughs> That's an excellent, yeah. So any other uh quotes that you would like to share jade do i have any more quotes um i do have some responses from our youtube comments oh very good shall i share yes yes thank you fans we love our youtube comments okay so let's see miss gg jen jen miss gg jen jen say that 10 times backwards (laughs) and really fast she said isn't the fun facts music from the more you know commercials yes it is there you have it. That's your answer. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa, for that insight. Can you play it again? Oh, I just okay. love it. It brings back the greatest memories of childhood. Okay. <laughs> and so then, um, yeah, hike. I'm hallucinating that I want a bowl of cereal after. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like Carlos said on YouTube, he says, yep, surprised they didn't know that. Or maybe for legal reasons, they couldn't name it. Well, we named it now, Carlos. We named it now. Just for you. Just for you. Oh, and then Steve Feinstein says, Delilah is going to be trouble. I sure hope no one pushes her in front of a train. <laughs> you watch House of Cards. You got that oh, joke. No. You watch oh, House of Cards? yes. I don't. You need to watch House okay. of Cards. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Mindy, no. That's a good one. <laughs> Mindy, Mindy, no. You watch it, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Your assignment. I'm on the hot Don't order. come. I'm in the Do you have seat. predictions for next week? House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Predictions, you know, the spiritual enlightenment. I just really believe Catherine Black, Dr. Catherine Black is really wanting this. And also she is really wanting a close, uh, nurturing feeling of a relationship with her daughter. I mean, she really wants the truth to come out at some point. She's mm-hmm. not going to be okay with with um, there not being, um, you know, the, the bonding there, I think. I think she just really longs for that. Mm-hmm. I see that. I can definitely see and that. I believe that they're going to end up bonding through having the same illness and being able to relate in ways that Reagan is just not going to be able to. And that's going to eat Reagan up yeah. inside. She already feels alienated. Yeah. I wonder if she'll let her go, like accept it, like come to terms, which I think is really hard because you don't have to birth somebody to feel like they're your child. You know, you can take someone Absolutely in for a family member. You can yeah. adopt. You know, I have family members who've adopted. And you just really, like, you see it. And they really, it doesn't yeah. matter. So that is her daughter to I heard, her. I heard an amazing story just mm-hmm. at the park 
not too long ago. This is my tangent moment. <laughs> Mindy tangent moment. I got to get you but theme music for that. This is an amazing <laughs> sort of sort of just playing into that. Is she did adopt her child. She was a baby, and she had never, you know, had an, a, a baby herself. Sort of, you know. Uh, any the bottom line is she started nursing this baby, even though she had not technically had her out of her womb which is isn't that amazing scientifically like rare that's how connected you can become with your child so which leads us back to reagan really feeling that connection with esme and then esme not really giving it back to her or maybe it's just she's not a cool mom you know really when you at that age i didn't think my mom was cool now i think she is like the sugar honey ice in everybody's <laughs> tea. Like, you can't tell me that my mom's not cool. But I feel yeah. that, you know, at that age, it's maybe she just does see her as her mom. Maybe just not as, but she's got a cool aunt, you know? Yeah. Maybe. With the killer wardrobe. With Helmet Lang. I have to keep saying that. <laughs> oh, and then also in terms of a prediction, the brother is, they're going to have some conflict because we haven't really heard about the dad. So there's going to be mm. some type of, with the dad not coming in the picture right. yet. We don't know what yeah. happened. Why was the mom alone raising them? Why was she a single mom? And did her illness drive him away? Mm-hmm. Was that part of it? So so what happened to him? Where is he? That's yeah, maybe we'll that see him be, make a comeback. That would be yeah. really good to see that unfold, too. So I think uh, I think we've covered it pretty well here tonight, and I am just really looking forward to more, more, more. iTunes. We have to tell iTunes. everybody to go to iTunes. Go That's to right. iTunes.com forward slash AfterBuzz TV and search Black Box. Five stars. Five stars. Nothing less. Five stars. Rate us, comment, And, and do the same thing on YouTube. We love your comments. As you can see, we check all the tweets. We check your YouTube comments, and we will respond. And thank you so much for watching tonight here on AfterBuzz TV. We can't wait to join you next week for the fun after ABC's Black Box. Thanks, Jade. Thanks, Teresa. I'm Mindy. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.